Welcome to another session with the Market Dominance Guys, a program exploring all the high-stakes speed bumps and off-ramps of driving to the top of your market with our host, Chris Beal from Connect and Sell and Corey Frank from Branch 49. In this special episode of Market Dominance Guys, you're going to hear several segments from previous shows, but they all had one common theme, the value of the meeting. Today, in order, you're going to hear from Matt McCorkle, Corey Frank, James Thornburg, Chris Beal, Jennifer Standish, and Bruce Leewold. We hope you enjoy this recap episode, and there'll be links below to listen to the full episodes with each of these sales leaders. Closing sales requires trust, and trust is built through conversation. As Chris Beal notes, in B2B, the gateway to ongoing dialogue is the discovery meeting. Yet too often, sales teams fail to view the meeting itself as the product they are selling. As Bruce Leewalt highlights, sellers must frame their sincere care for the customer's success. This care is best conveyed interpersonally. By securing that initial meeting, the sales rep opens the door to relationship building. As Jennifer Standish explains, delivery matters as much as content in piquing interest. With the right tonality and empathy, a seller can turn cold calls into warm introductions. James Thornburg and Matt McCorkle build on this idea. The meeting is a gift saving the prospect time and money. When sellers view appointment setting as customer service, their conviction carries through. The discovery meeting enables the sales conversation to continue. Building trust starts with booking that first meeting. Join us for episode 209, Your Only Product is the Meeting. I think that's what we do primarily in sales is we help people go from the emotional state they're in to one that would be more conducive to getting to an exploration of possibilities. And when we think of it differently, I think we get in trouble. Yeah, I, I really like that analogy of, uh, of being on the phone with somebody and uh, the value of the meeting is uh, saving them from an oncoming train or bus or whatever you're saying. What we say is, and this one isn't nearly as impactful, but when we're training, we say, you are giving the person you're talking to $100. Are you going to be excited and happy to give this person $100 because you're saving them that money simply by showing up and showing them some of the knowledge that we have at, at Kaiser for their operation? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You're not taking 100 bucks from them. You're not wasting their time. You're, you're giving them $100, and here's the $100 of value you're giving them. That's when we use. Pretend like you got $100 in your pocket, and you're just walking up to somebody and say, here, here you go. No, no strings attached. Here's a hundred bucks. Help with that confidence because you're absolutely right, Corey. What's more fun for you? Do you have a balance of um, how often you do cold calls, how often you do discovery, and do you yearn for doing one over the other? I'm enjoying it all. I mean, to be frank, it's, right now I have a great process. I make calls maybe like an hour, an hour and a half a day, typically four or five days a week, pretty much every day, anywhere between nine and 11. And then in the afternoon, it's dedicated to meetings. And depending on the day, I may be running two or seven different meetings. They might be net new meetings. They may be follow-ups, things of that nature. And then what people don't get to see, uh, and it's kind of hard to understand, is there's a whole world of selling and working deals behind the scenes with the different providers in terms of registration and things of that nature, competitors. I mean, it's a knife fight. And what people don't really realize about this business is that these deals don't always go through the front door traditionally like how people expect them to be. I mean, there's a lot of maneuvering 
on opportunities to get things done. How about from a metrics perspective, James? I think Chris, at any given time, you give him seven seconds notice, he'll pull up the data and the stats for his team and know within the first hour of the day if they're off or who needs help on the intro or who needs help on tonality. As kind of the proprietor of your own practice there, do you look at the stats at that level of tactical detail of how you're doing on one day or the other and dial to connect or dial to meeting or if you're getting your butt kicked in the intro, maybe it's a tonality thing and I should probably change it up. How do you use math of the data to kind of alter or calibrate your sales process? I do have a general idea in terms of what my numbers look like. I don't get overly concerned about, hey, you know, what my conversions are down this month. Like, I I just think it's a trend. I mean, you look at last week for me, I set five meetings, like an hour and a half. Never happened before. This week, I'm at one meeting, one meeting, probably 20 conversations. So not horrible, but not great. And so it just, it flows. It flows. And some days I'm better than others. I can feel it. You just know the conversations or I'm catching the right people. But I have a good idea in terms of my conversions. I mean, it, I mean well, Data Connect is kind of irrelevant, I guess, right now. But Data Connect was trending at probably close to the three and a half, probably three and a half percent. And my, but my conversions on my conversations are right around 10. Out of 10 people I talk to, I'm converting one of those. The disease that kills companies is distraction. That's why little companies shouldn't do quote unquote strategic partnerships with other little companies. They give each other the disease called distraction and it's highly communicable. So be careful of it. You need focus. And the focus is starts with the list. It's really easy to stay focused when you have that list. You can go through the list and say, have we talked to everybody on this list? We haven't. Let's take the ones we haven't talked with and try to talk to them. Okay, you know, if somebody wants help doing that, come to me. I can help you talk to a whole bunch of people. That's what we do is like talk to folks and help you talk to people. Have we got a meeting with everybody on the list? Not yet. Well, we have a job to get a meeting with the rest. Have we learned from the meetings that we've had what resonates? So what percentage are resonating on the economics, what on the emotional and what on the strategic and what didn't resonate at all? That's a little trickier. But it's very objective, step by step by step. And by going step by step, we do take care of immediate needs because guess what? We'll actually be closing business sooner than not. And the best part is it keeps getting easier instead of getting harder. That's the reason you do this. I also think that we have to accept that a certain percentage of the population doesn't like to be sold to. And they will shut down meetings to their own detriment. But there's nothing you can say to them. They just will not be sold to. And we just have to accept that. But everybody else is somewhat willing. Some people are more willing than others. I've had situations where I get no objection. I get, sure, I'd love to. Absolutely. I'm available in this particular date and time. And it's super easy. Other times there's a little bit of pushback, but then people are amenable to scheduling appointments. So we just have to accept that some people are more willing to to meet with people and are interested in what people have to say. Jen, how much of that do you think, and you've seen, you've probably experienced bad phone calls. You've probably, from your background, taught many folks to learn this skill. 
you have right a voice. We have a handful of folks on this podcast, all brilliant folks, of course, present company included with me and Chris. But a lot of the folks that are on these podcasts of ours, right, they have a voice that can just melt butter. And they have a command of their tonality, their stammer, their pregnant pauses. Of Is that something that you see as correlating to your success? Yes. And I'll tell you, trainers, cold calling trainers do not spend enough time working with people on their delivery because it's 80% of your success as a cold caller. A great script hits all the points with a terrible delivery will get no appointments, but a great delivery with a mediocre script will still get you appointments. Absolutely. So there's the athletic, the, the dur- endurance, the it, taking the brunt of rejection and still coming back strong. There is also, and to Corey's point of the sincerity, I really care about helping students. I, if you're a corporation, I really care about helping salespeople reach their full potential and do well. I care about helping your business do well. So that comes through to me. But when I train salespeople, I recognize if they work for a big electronics company, they may or may not care as deeply as I do about their customer doing things. So my daughter was a successful actress when she was young in Hollywood. She was on a lot of national shows and a lot of acting training. And they use framing. What's my frame here? How am I looking at the world? So for the salesperson, before they start, they need to do the same exercises that a salesperson, that an actor does beforehand to get themselves in the right frame, seeing things the right frame. So they are coming across as caring. They are coming across, if need be, as very confident, or they are coming across as, you know, I'm I'm struggling a little here. Could you help me? The broken wing script, if that's what they're doing. Well, one of the beauties of B2B is that B2B tends to run through a meeting. You're going to have a meeting, and the meeting is a meeting in which both people are going to voluntarily show up And the fear that's expressed as annoyance is going to be replaced by apprehension that you can replace with some other emotion. Mm -hmm. And it's a lot easier to work with apprehension on a volunteer than it is to work with fear on somebody you've ambushed. You know, it's just it's an easier emotional sort of game to play when we're dealing with that more awkward conversation, the cold conversation. One of the beauties is. The only thing you have to believe in deeply and sincerely is the potential value of the meeting for the human being you're talking to in the mm-hmm. case where you're never going to do business with them. Yes. And that's I, this is the only time in business I think there's such a thing as a universal framing. You can deeply believe, no matter what you're selling, you can de- deeply believe my company are experts at this because we're specialists. And this other person is a generalist and can learn from us. And what strikes me as especially odd is the product training that goes on for salespeople, even those who are setting meetings, is not about the product that they're selling, which is the meeting. So they never learn about that product, which is the only product that they have to sell and be sincerely, you know, to have that sincere belief in its value. And it's so odd. I have yet to see one time across all of B2B that I've run into, and you guys know I see a little bit of it. I've never had a yes answer to this. So can you break down the discovery meeting for me that this person's going to have who says yes, in terms of the value 
that they're likely to receive from attending that meeting. Selling a big idea to a skeptical customer, investor, or partner is one of the hardest jobs in business. So when it's time to really go big, you need to use an uncommon methodology to gain attention, frame your thoughts, and employ a successful sequencing that is fresh enough to convince others that your ideas will truly change their world. From crafting just the right cold call screenplays to curating and mapping the ideal call list for your entire TAM, Branch 49's modern and innovative sales toolbox offers a guiding hand to ambitious organizations in their quest to reach market dominance. Learn more at branch49.com. Never miss an episode. Go to any of your favorite podcast venues and search for Market Dominance Guys or go to marketdominanceguys.com and subscribe. Subscribe.